to another edition of Communication Mixdown. My name's Zach Shapiro. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 on your AM radio or 3cr.org.au forward slash communication mixdown on the World Wide Web. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing the Australian music industry and in particular the impacts that the recent COVID-19 restrictions have had on musicians and people working in the entertainment industries. Uh, while mus- musicians have been soldiering on and finding creative and innovative ways to collaborate online and continue with their music making, it seems that the music industry has been hit p- particularly hard by the recent lockdown restrictions. And uh, this has also had significant impacts on the health and well-being of musicians and other people who rely on performing for their livelihood. So first up, we'll hear from musician and counselling psychologist Wayne Gillespie. Uh, Born into a musical family and beginning his career in Auckland in the 1980s, uh, Wayne's released several albums as well as been involved in touring and producing. He's won music and songwriting awards and played along some big names like Neil Finn, Dave Dobbin and Shauna Lang. Uh, If that wasn't enough, Wayne has also completed psychology training where he got to partake in a research project, The Personality of Rock Musicians. And he's also had a paper published in UK journal Psychology of Music in the year 2000. Now a practicing psychologist in Sydney, Wayne specializes in counseling for musicians and entertainers. Uh, In this interview we recorded last Friday, I began by asking Wayne to tell us a bit about his experience of this year with the COVID-19 restrictions. It's been reported that the number of counselling hours that have been delivered during lockdown periods have have increased quite a bit, like some say doubled or increased by 100%. Has that been your experience specifically with the musicians who who seek out your services? Uh, Yeah, well, I think think Support Active reported, yeah, I think almost a double um, demand uh, from their services supporting people in the creative arts industry. Uh, I guess I'm a bit limited by the fact I'm just one person. <laughs> so uh, I've certainly experienced the increase, particularly in telehealth, because um, uh, people can access you from anywhere in, in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's definitely been an increase in COVID because um, it's been stressful for all people. I also work um, at UNSW and at NIDA as well, and then uh, also have a private practice as well where I see... Um, you know, people that are actually are working in those creative fields, you know, write, musicians, writers, uh, actors and so forth. Um, and, yeah, there's definitely an, an, increased, an increased demand. Um, but, um, yeah, there's only so many people I, I can fit in in a week, I guess. So, yeah. you know, with COVID, it stopped. Musicians' primary source of income is, is, is touring and playing live. And I guess, you know, that's just been decimated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's a, a main stressor is the financial stressor, and then there's being stuck at home, lack of structure, stress on relationships, um, 
people needed, uh, I guess, a good home and, and our space and so forth as well if they're going to continue to play music at home or write and record and so forth. Uh, so, yeah, there's a number of different stresses which come from not being able to earn a livelihood by touring. So would you say the primary stress is, is the financial? Look, I think it's a bit mixed for musicians in a way. You know, playing music's is a positive thing, but being in the music industry is a negative thing, <laughs> if I can right. say that. <laughs> you know, the music industry itself provides a lot of stresses yeah. uh, and uncertainty that, that's pretty hard on musicians. Um, mm-hmm. Yet playing music, we know, is, and listening to music as well, is, is positive in general for, mm. for mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the industry is even in worse shape than it usually is, then um, those external environment that they're working in becomes even more stressful. Mm. Um, I think, though, that, that musicians are quite um, adaptive in terms of working with others, you know, on, online and using uh, technology. Mm. Uh, that's been happening for a little while. So I think in, in some ways they've been able to adapt to that in the way that other people working from home have. Mm. Uh, but certainly they're not getting that interaction uh, perhaps with bandmates and uh, a whole lot of people, particularly in lockdown and in mm. Victoria. Um, and those, if we're not connected socially and, uh, and connected to other people, you know, we don't do very well. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, that affects musicians the same as it affects everyone else. Um, and, uh, but they're already, I guess, a more vulnerable group. And, and so, Musicians and people in creative arts in general are, are, are more prone to anxiety and depression mm. um, than the average person. Mm. Um, they score higher on those scales, and so uh, therefore uh, they're more prone. You know, if you put extra stress on on someone who's already prone to those things, it can then flip into you know a mental health illness rather than yep. um, perhaps just poor mental health. I think it exacerbates what's there already. So often if, if I'm seeing people in the creative fields, I'm either seeing people that want to get into the creative field more than they've been doing, you know, they have that crisis of not enjoying their job, but always have wanted to, you know, write or get into music and mm-hmm. how to encourage people to move towards those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's people wanting to maintain their career when it's experiencing up and downs. Uh, and uh, and perhaps getting creative blocks, you know, um, that they that when they need to be producing creative work, um, you know, fulfill record recording contracts, etc. Uh, or sometimes it's transition for musicians that have decided that they want to transition out of um, having music as their main primary source of income and transition into other careers and how to do that, you know, how to balance music. Um, you know, like sports people as well, I guess, yeah, <laughs> towards the end of their up, careers, yeah. another another source of um, transition adjustment issues, yeah. Uh, so COVID, I think, has just made that, you know, it's just amplified it, if you like, mm-hmm. all the, those issues. People who play music or, or do creative arts, they're passionate about it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it contributes immensely to, to well-being. However... Um, People need to be appreciated if they're doing, you know, if they're doing it as a profession. Then you need an audience, and you need a source of income, um, and you need. And humans love certainty, <laughs> a sense mm. of control. Yeah. Yeah. 
in structure, which of course yeah. the entertainment business doesn't provide that. Yeah. So. And add, add all this. And add COVID. Mm. Yeah, that's right. It's uncertainty on top of uncertainty, isn't it? And that's, that I think is the major problem for musicians and yeah, people right. in the entertainment industry. It's yeah. really um, amplified the uncertainty having uh, an interest in psychology so i've read in your bio that when uh, when you were at macquarie uni you did a bit of research on personality traits of musicians um particular i think specifically rock musicians yeah so that was um at that time um there was been quite a lot of studies done on um musicians temperament and classical music but very little done on rock musicians um, and so I did an honours thesis, um, essentially interviewing musicians in Australia and New Zealand uh, who were in that kind of rock or popular music field, um, just to see whether the, you know, how rock musicians compare with classical musicians and so forth. Um, and yeah, that was pretty interesting. And uh, that actually did get published in a British Journal of Music mm. Psychology. Um, and yeah, so I guess that sort of supports in some ways what we've been talking about that, um, musicians and perhaps people in creative arts in general do show kind of a particular type of personality profile. Mm. Um, they tend to be more emotional, uh, or the psychological term for that personality traits called neuroticism which is i think a bit of a pejorative oh. name i think emotionality is a better yeah. way of describing it I've uh, heard and, and that was that was changed to um was it emotional stability i think they've they've now that uh not using the word neuroticism but but going yeah the, mm. much better mm. yeah emotional stability so um uh, rock musicians were higher on instability Right. No, higher than average, I should say. Yeah. Um, and those subscales really are talking about anxiety. They're higher on anxiety, higher on depression, higher on self-consciousness, interestingly enough, because people assume that people that get out in front of other people, you know, must be super confident. But mm. uh, actually the opposite seems to be true. That yeah. um, takes a lot of effort to do that. Uh, and... Um, Higher on impulsiveness as well, which can sometimes get people into trouble, you know, not being able to delay gratification, if you like, just mm. acting on uh, 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 getting their immediate uh, gratification and rather than long-term uh, picture. And vulnerability, which I think is really important because a lot of people do talk about musicians being more sensitive. Mm. And that's certainly... That certainly seems to be true, and certainly probably also accounts to perhaps difficulty uh, with resilience, perhaps when they're going through stressful times and so mm -hmm. forth. Um, so it does make them more vulnerable as a group to mental health issues and to um, for that being exacerbated in times of stress like COVID. Musicians, rock musicians, are often described as bold introverts. Okay. In other words, they've, they've kind of got to be able to be comfortable with their own company, you know, to be able to rehearse and practice and write. It's quite a solitary um, occupation. And then they've got to be able to get out and go, hey, look at me. Here I am. Here's my new song. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so there's that sort of, you know, um, having to switch from one to the other um, is quite interesting. And I think in lockdown, 
Uh, sometimes that helps people that are comfortable with their own company to, to survive it if they can do things, creative things to, um, you know, stimulate them and so forth. Um, but the danger is, of course, that they don't get enough of that external stimulation. Mm -hmm. I, I think the biggest support for musicians is other musicians, really, because they sort of get it. And, and, you know, in general, I think are pretty encouraging of, it, of, of each other. And there's a little bit of stigma, I think, following creative pursuits in Australia particularly, perhaps not as valued as, you know, parts of Europe and so forth. Right. And so I think yeah. they're battling a stigma as well. Perhaps mm -hmm. there's not being, has a high status if you say you're a musician as it does if you say that you're, you're a banker. Um, yeah. And so, so support, support from other, other musicians or other people that, are, that value um, uh, arts and music, I think, is, is really important for musicians. Finally, you've sent me through a, a track, one of your new tracks called Slow Down, which was uh, you collaborated with uh, Rob Grosser, sort of bluesy rock song. Um, so, yeah, can you maybe just tell us a little bit about how that came about? What's the significance of Slow Down and how did you go about uh, creating that? Um, traditionally, you know, I'm from New Zealand originally, so I came to Australia actually as a musician, I came here to record um, for um, a New Zealand record company and ended up staying. Um, and I was a solo artist at that point and did three albums just as a solo singer-songwriter. Um, and then uh, I had a band in Sydney with, with Rob Grosser, who's actually from Adelaide, and, and he's played in a few bands in the 80s, the Aliens, and later on played with Jimmy Barnes and mm. uh, a few people from Deep Purple and so forth. Um, so he's uh, come from, you know, quite a, a rock and blues background, um, and I'm more of a singer-songwriter background. Anyway, we our band broke up, <laughs> as they do, and uh, it was just Rob and I, uh, and we just started jamming. And uh, he, he just put together... He just come up with a uh, drum rhythm, which is how this song started, and he come up with that uh, rhythm, which was quite, you know, it kind of had a lot of movement to it. it kind of suggested to me like a car or something, mm -hmm. kind of racing along, and um, I just played along with that. And I guess these kind of lyrics sort of tumbled out to some degree. And I, you know, it's often sometimes it's not till you've written them do you, you try and understand what it's about. <laughs> um, and I guess for me, it's about, you know, if I try and combine the psychology and the, the musicality together. It is probably about characters or people in the song mm -hmm. uh, who can't delay gratification. You know, they need things fast and right now. Mm -hmm. And and I guess the sort of the, perhaps the price they pay for that, you know, whether they're stealing cars or tagging trains or, uh, mm -hmm. uh you know, driving all diet popped up on uh, amphetamines and so forth. Mm. Um, uh, that um, it's that idea that you know, some, the, the bridge suggests we just need to <laughs> sl uh. to slow down to, to kind of smell the roses and I guess be you know enjoy enjoy the moment rather than always rushing uh, for kind of some sort of immediate adrenaline rush um, and you know so for me I suppose it reflects living in, in Sydney one thing I've enjoyed about lockdown is not commuting that's the idea of it I guess is just to kind of pause um, and we always have to be rushing kind of with 
you know, sometimes mindlessly from one thing to the other. Been listening to a pre-recorded interview with Wayne Gillespie, musician and psychologist. We'll be back with more uh, communication mixed down after these announcements. Fitzroy Legal Service has launched a free information and advice phone service for people who have been stopped, questioned, fined or charged for breaching the new COVID-19 restrictions. Have you been fined or charged under the new laws? or stopped and questioned by police for being outside. Call 0434 136 501. Weekdays between 9am and 5pm. That's 0434 136 501. Or head to fitzroy-legal.org.au for more information. You can also report incidents at covidpolicing.org.au. Fitzroy Legal Service is a 3CR supporter. Welcome back. You're with Communication Mixed Down on 3CR. Uh, we've been discussing the music industry and the impacts of the recent COVID-19 restrictions. Next up, we're going to hear from a man by the name of Clive Miller. Clive has a background in charities and leadership. Uh, he's been the Global Chief Executive for Optometry Giving Site, as well as Artist Manager for the Yothi Indy Foundation. And Clive is currently overseeing the day-to-day management of Support Act, a charity that supports working musicians. Uh, in this pre-recorded interview we recorded last Wednesday, I began by asking Clive to tell us a bit about Support Act and what they do. So my first question is just to ask you, what is Support Act? Yeah, what sorts of things does Support Act do? Support Act is a charity. Uh, We like to think of it as the music industry's charity. Uh, We were set up in 1997 and we provide crisis relief support to artists, crew and music workers who are uh, doing it tough either uh, through injury or illness or a mental health issue that's governed by a mental health program. And, of course, um, in the current environment um, as a result of uh, the pandemic and uh, the financial crisis that so many people find themselves in. And uh, we also provide uh, support in relation to mental health and well-being we have the Support Act Wellbeing Helpline and we also uh, run a range of prevention, education and training programs related to mental health and wellbeing. How has Support Act been impacted by this, this recent COVID situation? The biggest impact uh, that uh, I guess has happened uh, as far as Support Act is concerned in relation to the pandemic is that uh, we have had uh, a really massive increase in the number of uh, people who are applying to us for crisis relief. So uh, probably in the last six months, we've processed more applications than uh, we have in the past 10 years. So um, it's certainly been a significant impact for us. We've been lucky in that we did receive in April some funding from the Australian government through the Office for the Arts, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been really helpful. And uh, we have also seen uh, a fairly significant increase in uh, the number of people accessing the Support Act Wellbeing Helpline, uh, probably a 50% increase or thereabouts um, since uh, March and uh, 100% increase in, in the number of counselling hours being utilised. So Helpline is, is a counselling service. It's for people to access counselling. Yeah, so the Support Act Wellbeing Helpline is a free phone counselling service that's available to anyone uh, working in music or the arts in Australia uh, that they can call. The number is 1800 959 500. And uh, they, um, uh, by calling that line, you'll uh, be able to speak to a qualified psychologist Uh, somebody that uh, either has a background working in music and the arts or has been uh, trained by us to sort of understand uh, the particular challenges that uh, the people working in music and the arts face. So that can be anything from... direct mental health issues. So uh, if people are suffering from anxiety or depression or suicide ideation uh, or what we think of as mental health related issues. So it can be concerns about career. uh, It can be loneliness. I, I think people in uh, in, in Melbourne, uh, particularly over the last few months, uh, a lot of people have been feeling pretty isolated and pretty cut off. And so uh, being able to uh, call somebody and, uh, and uh, get some advice on some strategies on how to manage that, um, certainly important. Uh, uh, they provide financial advice and uh, a, a whole range of issues, uh, grief counselling, um, and so on. So uh, it's a really fantastic resource and uh, we encourage anyone um, who's listening who uh, might need to talk to somebody as a bit of a circuit breaker to um, you know, break the cycle of those negative thoughts and feelings. Um, the, uh, the Wellbeing Helpline is uh, definitely worth a call. That number again is 1-800-959-500. How does that differ from, from your basic you know, lifeline support services yeah, I think I think that um, when we set it up, the feedback from the industry was that they uh, the people in the industry would feel more comfortable calling a dedicated mm-hmm. helpline mm-hmm. um, that was staffed by people that did have um, a, an increased understanding of what it's like to work in music and the arts. So um, you know, so that's the main difference. Um, uh, services like Lifeline um, and uh, Beyond Blue and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Headspace and you know, the various other uh, helplines that are out there are all uh, really fantastic. And um, we, we certainly encourage anybody that's in sort of danger of um, causing harm to themselves or others to call um, Lifeline. But uh, if, uh, if people, um, uh, you know, people listening and people working in music and the arts uh, want to talk to somebody, um, around the issues I described before, then yes, I guess the the key point of difference is that um, uh, they are going to have a greater uh, understanding of uh, what it's like to work in music or the arts. The main reason that uh, people contact us if they're uh, 
if they're uh, seeking uh, crisis relief grant is that they're in uh, some sort of financial distress. So um, that's, uh, I guess, understandable, even with um, JobKeeper and JobSeeker, which I think are, uh, are keeping many, many people alive. But uh, even so, uh, people are still struggling financially. Their expenditure is... Uh, exceeds their income, which is one of our criteria. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's by far and away the main reason that people contact us um, in terms of our crisis relief program and uh, in relation to uh, our mental health and wellbeing uh, programs, which primarily uh, are uh, connected to the uh, wellbeing helpline. Uh, They are uh, the three key issues that people present with uh, are career concerns, uh, not surprisingly. People haven't been able to work now for uh, six months and uh, even though in some places um, it looks like live music is starting to come back a little bit, um, you know, I think it's going to be quite a while before things are back to any kind of normal. So people are naturally concerned about uh, their careers and what's happening and, uh, and, of course, that tends to be related to um, income streams as well. Um, and uh, related again to that are um, feelings of anxiety and, and, and depression. So they're probably the three key um, issues that people are presenting uh, to the helpline with at this time. All right. Thank you, Clive. Maybe finally, if you'd just like to let people know, you've given the phone number a couple of times, but um, is that the best way for people to contact Support Act? All right. Well, if people uh, want to support uh, Support Act, they can mm-hmm. do so um, via our website at uh, supportact.org.au. If uh, anyone needs to apply for a crisis relief grant, they can go to the website as well and um, they'll find the application form on the Get Help page. And uh, you can also access the Wellbeing Helpline via our website as well. But that number again is 1800 959 500. And uh, I might just put in a plug as well for uh, Oz Music T shirt day, which is coming up on the 20th of November. And uh, that's a big fundraising event for Support Act where we encourage everyone to wear their favourite Australian music T-shirt on the day and to our website and uh, make a donation so that we can continue to provide the services uh, that uh, we've been talking about today. That's all from Communication Mixdown this week. A podcast of the show will be up on the 3CR Communication Mixdown website soon. And we'll be back here again next Monday from 6pm with another show. To take us out, let's have a listen to Slow Down, the new track from Rob Grosser and Wayne Gillespie, who we heard from earlier in the show. And uh, we'll look forward to your company again next time.
wish I could spend 